Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Cut the Shit, a podcast series that aims to take a closer look at the impact of the IT industry, both the good and the bad. Cut the Shit is brought to you by Plow Networks, a managed IT services company based just outside Nashville, Tennessee. I'm Brian Link, EVP of Products and Services here at Plow, and I'll be your host for this series. I'll ask questions, and with the help of our guests, try to dig deep on some of the key challenges we all face dealing with IT. So with that, let's cut the shit and get started. Hey, 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 welcome back, everybody. Um, we It's been a while since we did uh, our last Cut the Shit After Hours, so we figured it was time for a, another edition. Uh, we jumped into 2022, and um, we've got some... I guess, exciting news for us to share. We hope it's exciting to you. Um, Plow is about to celebrate its 10-year anniversary in business, started in 2012. So we're going to spend a little time today walking down memory lane uh, with Brian and Cameron, uh, talking some about, uh, you know, some things that have happened over those 10 years. We'll get a little bit into uh, doing some comparison to see what, what were technology trends in 2012, just to, just to get an idea of how things have changed uh, in the past 10 years, and then hopefully have a little fun with it. So so, boys, how are we doing today? Well, Law, you're not so well, are you? You like how I've hesitated right there and let you have the let you have it. I didn't want to see Link go. Good God, I can't. Ever- you might notice that Brian is not in the room because Brian has the Rona, so he is at home. No, no. But it looks like it's the Omicron version, so he's just got a little sniffle and a little sore throat. So I think he's going to be okay. Let's be honest. Brian had the flu, Rona, sinus infection. He's had it all. The trifecta, as we yeah. call it here in the office. It's true. It's been fun. I'm on the mend. I'm on the I'm on the outside of it. Yeah. Jeez. There are two people in the room who haven't had it yet, and we're trying to we're trying to keep it that way. So we'll see. Emily and I are still still hanging tough, uh, new kids on the block style. But we have to make out before we walk out the door, right? Isn't that the rule? <laughs> all of us? I think you that's wish. the deal, right? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's getting it. Everybody's getting it. Uh, Glad I'm not there. Yeah. So yes, ten years. Hard to believe it's uh, there's there've been a lot of uh, fun memories in that ten years. Ten so years. Well, let's start let's start with something simple. Twenty twelve. What was the office situation like in twenty twelve? <laughs> that's a that's a great question. Uh, so you know we like most organizations took out a big venture capital line and went and bought ourselves a nice big office, lots of Aeron chairs. Yeah, all Aeron. Herman Miller house ping account. pong table. Yeah, of course. I mean, you didn't uh, have the cafeteria in 2012, but yeah. you had the you had the maybe video game Pac-Man. Yeah, actually, truth be told, we had a card table that was ripped and a couple of folding chairs. And uh, the first office was it was in that building that was getting condemned. Remember, because they were getting ready to start construction, they told us we had to be out by a certain date, and we didn't leave. And so they were literally there was two buildings adjacent to each other with like a courtyard that was not glassed in or anything. And um, there was one day that we came to the office and they, there was a conveyor belt that was running up the stairs, like uh, taking like crush and run, like gravel. And it was shooting it over like us. We had to walk under that thing. It was dripping all this funk on us, all dusty. We had plastic hanging everywhere. Try, they, they cut the power off. <laughs> it was awesome. We literally went through like plastic curtains in order to get into the sole room that was left, which was the conference room. That's right. And that was like for months. I'm oh, hoping yeah, the rent was, was cheap. I mean, 
Surely. At one point, they stopped charging us, so we just kept squatting. Okay, well, I mean, go. it was it That's was the best kind, free. <laughs> it was like New York apartments; like uh, it was terrible. But um, technically, technically, what we moved like three or four times over the course of like two years. Like it was because they moved us once. Yeah. And then they moved us into that small space because that's when Jana started, and that's Jana probably tells the best. She probably has the best rendition of walking in on day one. I'm sure she was dressed to the nines in the, the dress or something fantastic or whatever. And she walks in and she says, what I see I these two SOBs sitting in a, <laughs> at a, at a folding table. card table facing so, each other. They they did. They moved us. So it would be like they, all of a sudden they would reach out to us and be like, hey, we're going to need you guys to move to this other building that we have some space at uh, across town. And they didn't. there was no internet connectivity or anything. So we had like a hot spot in the window. It was a mess. <laughs> But the funniest part was we were, we ended up in this, um, I guess it was the same building. It was the bottom that our first office, uh, where this is awful, but there was a, uh, a psychiatrist that had their office literally like with a door between our office and their like therapy room. And, you know, Brian and I carry on, yeah, like a paper door, like Brian and I carry on like a bunch of idiots. And this, uh, this sounds like patient, uh, doctor, patient uh, confidentiality. Yeah. <laughs> well, we didn't know who they were, but we knew their life stories and, uh, they, and they, they ended yours, up, I'm sure they yeah. finally bought one of those little Marpac sleep, you know, the noise makers, the white noise machines and stuck it. Like they opened the door real quick and like slam it on the ground. It was plugged into their sleep and be like out. making noise. You're trying to drown us out. Uh, that was that was our first office. Brian also had a car that was a complete piece of junk at the time. <laughs> the, 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 the hood latch kept coming undone and the alarm would go off, but it was parked up against Nixon occupational therapy group. So kids, you know, that had like sensory issues and kids would be like, you know, like flailing around screaming like they're losing their minds because his car's honking at the window of where they were is horrible. And how we found that out was Brian was at a party somewhere across town and they were like, man, yeah, our office is in Brentwood. Brian's like, oh yeah, where? And they're like, oh, Ward Circle. And they're like, yeah. And then they started telling this story about some a-hole that's got an alarm that goes off and Brian's like, oh God, that's me. Like, that's <laughs> great. But if, you, but if you remember, there for about two months, I had no idea. Oh, we were getting mad at whoever it was. We were like, who is the fix your damn car alarm? Yeah, we're like, who is that? I'm like, what idiot? That's not how it operates. And I was so I walk out one day, and there's a note written on my windshield. And so I, I just assume it's this dumbass, right? And he's he's gone downstairs and he's written a quick note. It's on a Friday. Yeah, that'd be Cameron. Sorry. And uh, I, I'm driving. I call him. I'm like, hey man, nice note. And he's like, what do you mean? And the note said something like, hey we've got kids with sensory issues, blah, blah, blah. You know, like the horn is ridiculous. You, you got to stop it. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. happening every day, three or four times a day, whatever. I'm like, okay, you got me. So it, it took going to the party. These are all in like a sequence. It took going to the party for me to finally believe that Cameron didn't write that. So I get to the party <laughs> and then the conversation comes up and I'm like, how could he have, how could he have staged this old man? <laughs> like, there's no way. That, that, that would have been clever. That would have been some of your best work. Yeah, we we had we had some some great times at that office. I mean, you know, talk about humble beginnings. I mean, it was it wasn't even two men in a truck. It was like two men in a rental car, and uh, I don't know how that all came together, but it was it was amusing. I mean, we had some cast of characters back then too. There was all sorts of good stuff. We had one guy come in, rip his pants, and didn't have on underwear, and had to turn around and leave. Like, I mean, just did he come back? After I told Cameron it would happen, 
<laughs> he's like, he goes, you watch, he'll come, he, he did, he goes, he'll come in here with a change of clothes because he spills stuff on himself. And he came in, had a, he had a spare shirt, but not a spare pair of pants. And he came in and showed us all he was made of and then walked out and <laughs> came back the next day. So what, in the beginning, what were you, what were you selling? What, what, well, I, I mean, we've, we've <clears throat> talked about the origin story, so we don't need to, you know, retread that. But what were, what were you trying to do out of the gate? What's important to understand one nuance, Link, it's very subtle, but it's differentiated, and that is we don't sell anybody anything. We help people to buy things. Okay, okay. So, yeah, my, we were, my bad. We were helping were trying people, to help people to buy? Yeah, we were helping people to buy. Well, I mean, you know, because you were one of our clients, but um, <laughs> in the beginning, uh, we had a 30-month non-compete uh, that I I brought along with me as part of the sale of thanks the previous lot, business. Laden. Yeah, thanks, Bin Laden. <laughs> uh, so, we, yeah. Uh, so that, uh, that locked us down to basically if it had a power cord on it, you couldn't sell it. Uh, so we, we were, uh, relegated to telecommunication services and I think that was it. That's That's about all we could do. Yeah. And which, which was great because that's where Brian came out of. So the last thing I wanted to do was sell anything IT and the last thing Brian wanted to do was sell anything telco at the time. So it's like, Hey buddy, guess what? Here's all we can do. Right back in the Uh, same game at a card tail. Yeah. And there's, there's nothing more exciting than going out and telling people, here's what we're going to do. We build houses. We can't do roofs, plumbing, or electricity. Cool. Like, no. So it was the first two and a half years was very, um, uh, challenging to say the least in terms of what we wanted to do and what we couldn't do. Um, What's interesting is you were selling services before services were cool in a certain way. We, we were, um, you know, so th- when we started this business, it was, we've all heard this story and I'll make it brief, but that, that you know, it was to bring together telecom. It was to bring together uh, managed services. It was to bring together um, traditional value added reseller, it sales. And, uh, you know, we were fired up about that. That was the whole genesis behind it. I mean, truth be told, Brian was supposed to come over and work with us at the previous company that got sold. So when that didn't happen, you know, here we are, we're going to go out and we're going to put a band together and do all this. And then yep. our hands are tied. So, but the intent all along was to try to drive towards, um, managed services, recurring revenue model. You know, it was a little, I mean, at the time, that was a little bit different. The our contemporaries in the space were really struggling to make that transition. The good news is, is we didn't have any payroll, like so we could make the transition just by decree. Like this is what we're going to do. And, right. Um, I mean, it wasn't as easy as we set out uh, as we thought it was going to be. when We set out, but it, certainly we stuck our guns on it, and that's where you know here we are. Uh, hard to believe, ten years later. Um, but yeah, uh, first office, it was a dump. Your first office—it's kind of like your first apartment. It's kind of should be a dump, like it well, should be. And you know what? We had a very similar experience. Like if you know, be like your girlfriend's mom coming to your apartment for the first time. You're like, oh my god, we got to fix this place up. We had the uh, chairman of the board of a large bank that's here, literally just out of the blue, be like, hey, I'm gonna stop by y'all's office sometime. What's a good day? Maybe Thursday. And this is like on a Tuesday. We're like, Never. We're like, oh my God. Next yeah. year. <laughs> it, it, had you seen the before and after? I mean, we went through like, it was like a HGTV show. Like we, we I staging. Mean, oh staging my expert. God. It was like, like we had, it looked literally like the fact that we didn't have like a, like a wire spool for a table or something. I mean, it was bootleg, but we somehow cleaned that place up, man. It looked nice. It was, uh, it, it, we, and, and from that point forward, I think we kind of cleaned up our act. Um, I mean, but it's like this place. We've been here for 
How long have we been in this office? Four years? Four years. We have literally not moved in. Like we've sort of moved in. <laughs> Clients are our priority, not our not our not our surroundings. Well, it's not a retail store. I mean, it's not a retail store. Uh, don't tell Apple that though. They want you to have a retail presence. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Storefront. Um, looking, it's funny. Uh, our um, glorious producer Emily sent us a list of uh, top ten top ten technology trends from uh, from back in the day. Two thousand twelve. So, yeah, I was looking at the two thousand twelve <clears throat> uh, list, and you know, it's like a, you know, this is. It's old hat now. It's kind of yeah, funny. Yeah, some of it is. Some of it has stuck, and some of it hasn't. You know, and um, it's kind of interesting looking through it. I mean, they're making a big deal about, for example, you know, uh, mobile payments, which you know now we just sort of take for granted. You know, it's a, you don't touch think about computing. It. Touch uh, computing was a big one. Predicting that the, that the Amazon Fire was going to take over the iPad uh, that mm-hmm. that that didn't that didn't work out. Um, Voice control. Voice control. uh, You know, that was, you know, thinking about Siri now and and things like that with Alexa. uh, Again, sort of a just kind of baked in. Then they had one about flexible screens, which I don't even really remember. Barely, barely happening. I I don't remember that one. That one didn't, that one didn't, that was not a hit. That was definitely a miss. Um, There's a big one on there, though. For sure. We are the same age as HTML5. Which for me was a, a huge deal because um, the, you were in the development space, right? I was, and we had built our application in my initial startup around. It was all rich internet application around Flash because that was the only one that existed. That served you well. And Steve Jobs pretty much killed that for us when um, Thanks, he decided <laughs> decided that they were not going to support Flash. Um, and I wasn't the only. You know, uh, our, our company was not the only one. A lot oh, of people everybody. struggled struggle with that but html5 was certainly a a step change in um in the move to to mobile and to devices off of the basic desktop 100 percent. but you think about what's kind of common you know table stakes now out of that list it's funny a lot of the things they thought predict who, whoever put that list together that, that was going to change the world you know a lot of stuff is has become commonplace um but what was not in there was cloud computing, artificial intelligence. All of that stuff came like the next year. Right. I mean, looking at the next the 2013 and 2014, those start to show up, which yeah. is, is interesting. That wasn't even on the radar when you guys. Strange. And, and, and when you think about the origin story for Plow started, what, 09, 08, 09? Around there. Wasn't even, you know, wasn't yeah. even. I mean, the closest thing to the idea of a cloud service was the old service bureau model, right? Which goes back Basically. in the day. But that's. Like no one was even talking about it. <clears throat> no, I mean, I remember when we started this business talking about cloud and it was, it was one of those things that was, I mean, it's kind of a figment to be frank at the time. It wasn't something that you wouldn't go out and run your business on it at that time. And, and, you know, frankly, we really haven't hit cloud mainstream until I'd say probably two or three years ago. I mean, COVID kind of drove some cloud adoption uh, that we had not seen or the, the, the idea of dispersed workforce and work from home. It kind of drove yep. some cloud adoption, uh, you know, you look at 2013, 3D printing was new. That was a big thing they thought was going to change the world. Big data, small data, IoT, machine intelligence. You know, those are those are things that are actually fairly contemporary even now. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, yeah, because I mean, I think really in some areas they've made more progress than or, or as much progress as people thought. But in other areas, not nearly. I mean, the idea through the talent. I mean, big, well, or big data is I mean, we're scratching the surface of that. Right. And, and you yeah. know, some people's wildest imaginations you know, are not wild enough and other people's, you know, have really overstated the case, frankly, the idea that it will, you just bring a bunch of data together and all of a sudden magically 
you know, you're going to, it's going to tell you everything you need to know. Right. And that has clearly turned out to not be the case. That also paired well with machine intelligence, which was the thing at the time. Remember IBM Watson won mm-hmm. Jeopardy? And yep. people were like, oh my God, they're going to take over. The robots and, are taking over. Yeah, that was 2013. So, uh, you know, wow, lots, lots of changes there. But um, yeah, it's, it's amusing to think that there's a lot of what we set out to do that has stayed constant. I don't feel like we're behind the eight ball on those technologies that, that I mean, a lot of the things that are in our space, is that an advertisement? A lot of the things in our space are um, uh, fairly consistent. I mean, there's nuances about how they've morphed a little bit, but you know, at the end of the day, it's compute, storage, network, you know, all those things are the, the same. The way you consume them are a little different. The way you manage and operate them are different. But um, yeah, I mean, virtualization was well, well into its, you know, kind of mainstream at that, at 2012. Sure. So. Yeah, yeah, lots, lots have changed, but lots have stayed the same as well. Like I say, I had a hard enough time understanding just anything, basically IT, and then you English. inserted cloud, cloud, yeah, English for sure. Yeah. You started inserting cloud, and I was oh, like, it was. You've come a long way, a long way. Um, too far, too more, farther than I wanted to. One of the technologies that was stated in 2013 would be a game changer was mobile. Yeah. Just mobile in general. Mobile. Yeah. Well, they were right about that. Yep. Once you could get apps on an iPhone, everything started to change. Yep. That was obviously un- underway at that point in time. So, yeah. Uh, but So, early on, uh, let's let's get back to the early days because, I mean, let's face it, the, top, the, the story about the, the first office is way better than us pontificating on tech tech trends um the first five employees tell tell us a little bit about some of the early employees uh let's see janice janice still here so we can't speak ill i mean janice still with us janice husband we can speak ill of the dead though janice husband uh he came and went uh he was was he employee number one yeah he was uh that would be scott spear shout out to scott spear the original honey badger a lawyer um, by trade, tele- telecom salesman by uh, by necessity, uh, an interesting combination. Now, a, you know, he's a district attorney, so uh, totally totally left this field real quick. Uh, Ran he, him off. Good job, guys. Yeah, hired his wife instead. She's way better, way better. Uh, way uh, people better. actually like her too. She's friendly and nice. Um, well, she's nice. Yeah, she'll bite back, but yeah. she's she's fun. Um, so yeah, th- let's see. Jana was what number. Employee number two. Uh, they were never there at the same time, and then so she was more like one B. Yeah, she was like one yeah. B. That's okay. a good way to look at it. She was she was a, a new and improved version uh, uh, iteration of, you know. And then we had some look. We had we had uh, some, <laughs> see the pause there is what I look. Anytime mm-hmm. someone says look right right before they get ready to speak, you know you know what's coming. Yeah, it's a. I, I told a candidate the other day, like we, we, like it's laughable to some degree, but it's also embarrassing. Like there, it's there's a there's there's a line there somewhere. I was like, we. She said, "How did it happen?" And I said, <laughs> "Well, we just needed anybody." <laughs> so there's a point in, like in we every. Got anybody? When you first start a business, like you, I, I swear to God, you feel like you have to trick somebody into working for you. It's like, hey. We are tiny. We suck. Nobody knows who we are. And this is going to be an money. uphill climb. 
<laughs> and we don't have any money. So is there any way you'd think about coming to work over here? And what you should stop for any of you in the startup world and reflect and go, you know what? No, we don't want this guy. Like if he's that willing to jump, like that is the surefire sign of it's the wrong person. But you know, you're desperate at that point. And I don't know what point in time, you know, you make the transition where you're like, oh no, you know, this place is actually everything we said is, is we're, we're an asset to you as opposed to a liability. Um, this but, is a good career move. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, startup, startup phase sucks. Like it really does suck. And anybody who says it's fun and intriguing, everything else is working with somebody else's money. I can assure you like it's, yeah. it it's is, hard. It, it definitely is hard. It's tough. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it, you're avoiding the question. Let's get to the so next back place. to that. The first few we hired, you know what? I will say this: they got us to where we needed to be to get us to where we're at now. So that was a, it was a stepping stone along the way. I hope we left them better than were we they found technical them. people? What were what was what was the what did they look yeah, like in yeah, terms yeah, of yeah. their skills? Uh, primarily uh, technical people. Um, your first five, yeah. We're net, networking was you know kind of our core focus. That was sort of my background too, so it was easy to step in and uh, help and all that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, it, and then we had. Uh, <laughs> I mean, dude, it's a it is a colorful cast of characters. <laughs> like you could write a book about it. It is a goat rodeo to say the least. Like it is, <laughs> it is. A, I mean, look, we had everything from. People drunk, smoking in somebody's data center to uh, somebody in a fist fight in our office to people bringing in dogs and like, I mean, just, you can't make it up. Like, it's crazy. Well, I mean, if I understand correctly, Brian almost got in a fight with one of, with one of your former employees at one point. Oh, right? 100%. And if, if he didn't kill him, there was another guy there that was going to kill him. But, but the absolute... There are people like, lining up actually, with his ass. On. Which incident? Because Brian has almost killed a couple of them. Uh, there's been... And you know what? They had it coming, too. And it was never a matter of, like, you told me you were going to do this, and you didn't do it. It was, like, dumb stuff, like like playground fights. Like, it was, like... Like, was like being turds. Just, absolutely. There's no better way to say it. Absolute turds. Not good yeah. people. Yeah. Period. Um, but, uh, yeah, we had... Uh, we even got into the staffing recruiting business at one point. That was a treat. We shared an office with a guy who was in that business, and we thought it might make sense to, to foray into it because you know it's the same customers, the same sort right. of need. And uh, needless to say, it didn't work out. We we decided we'll leave that to the big guys that focus on that. Um, you know, focus is probably the 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 hardest thing to to grasp, especially in an early stage of an organization. But um, you know, it's it's taken us. What are we at? Ten years now. It's taken us nine years and eleven months to focus. So <laughs> we're we're finally there, though. We got it. Some might call that ADD. Yeah, we got it. Nine and a half. Yeah. Believe it or not, we hired Brian Link to help us focus. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that's. Uh, it feels like it's hiring the inmates to run the asylum, but maybe yeah. maybe we'll see. Uh, I the feel jury's like the still division, out on that. Yeah, the division <clears throat> of thought. Re- reflecting back though, you said, I mean, as far back as I can remember, you're like, Hey man, so outside of what you guys do for us and technically one other customer, cause we did the same thing for both. That was the focus. It's like, I don't really understand what you do. And I was like, I don't either. <laughs> I think we had that conversation in April uh, of yeah. this year when I looked at the website and I said, is there anything you don't do? I think I we, think actually was my comment. We was, do a yeah. lot of stuff because a lot of stuff needs to be done. I mean, you know, that's just the, how it works. But um, it felt a little bit like an IT grocery store, and I wasn't sure that was really what we were after. And a tire shop uh, and a bait yeah. shop. Yeah. And, yeah. You were correct. Surgery center. 
<clears throat> yeah. Gold watches. Yeah. We got what you want, what you want. Cigarettes, <laughs> watches. I will say, though, looking back, I can remember the beginning and I can remember the end, but the middle's a bit of a blur. Yeah, total blur. It was either never... of you think you'd still be doing this 10 years later? Uh, so, no. Um, at the time, like if you'd ask me, yeah, yeah, no, I'm saying in 2012 when you started the company. Yeah, in the beginning, 2020 was kind of an exit, like in my mind. But you know, we'd always, Brian and I'd always talk like, when is the right time? And you know, if you're having fun, you're enjoying what you're doing, and you're growing, you're not stagnant. There's something else around the corner. You know, it's kind of like I don't know if you ever walked like railroad tracks as a kid or whatever. It's like there's always there's got to be something cool. Just keep going one more mile, you know. And so here, it's like I don't see the end in sight. I'm still enjoying it. You know, we're we're, we're we've got the best team we've ever had. Like collectively, I mean, you and I were talking about this earlier. Like it, when you when you take this bunch of folks and you put them in a room, I, I say this often, and I'm not joking. Like it is a solid, solid team of. Each individual is solid, and so collectively, I think that that we're barely getting started. Like I feel like we're ten years under our belt. I feel like we're just, the engine's now warm. Like now it's time to go. So, um, and it, that, having fun. It's like more so now. Like I mean, it's oh yeah. Like looking at it now, you see, you see much more. You see the road, right? And you see the opportunity. From my perspective, it's you know my my thing is, I, I like to be a part of building you know, things. And we haven't really had an opportunity to build, you know, a sales organization at this point because we, we have, a, we're very particular in what we want to take to market and who we want to let take it to market. And now there's, that's the exciting piece to me. Well, is, we didn't want to hoodwink anybody. You didn't want to, you know, sell it and then build it. It was more we like, don't let's sell, build it. We and help then... people buy. That's, that's right. right. We that's help right. people buy. Last thing we Just wanted to do to be was clear. smoke and mirror somebody. It is critical. I'm only, I'm, I'm tongue in cheek. I'm joking about it, but I obviously believe that too. You know, one of the things since, you know, one of the things we, the three of us share in common is I also started, I had, a, I started a startup and looking Here back on it, it was no, no, no. It was so long ago. I can barely remember it other than now that I look back on it, most of what people tell you about starting a company and what, what you read about it. It's frankly bullshit. <laughs> like it's 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 a it's a myth. It's a story told almost. It feels like I'll say to trick you into starting companies because it's like having kids. Like if you remember how bad it sucks in the beginning with them, you wouldn't have another one. But you forget and everything's good. So. Uh, yeah, and maybe that's what it is because I, you know when I asked you the question, did you think you'd be going ten years later? I mean, I clearly remember we were like. Oh, we'll, we'll, we will, we'll sell the company by three to five years. There's no way we'll go along. Well, we ran it for eight and then shut it down. So, you by know, year I mean, three, like usually you're just getting into, we the didn't, I mean, up. by year three, like we got from zero to year three and it felt like, I mean, it was like when you're, you know, the zero to three months of having a child, like yeah. you have no idea Fly. what Tuesday was, you know, you're just like yeah. sleep deprived and, and kind of in some sort of fog. That's kind of what the first three years of the startup were for me was, was for me. But, you know, I will say, like, you go around these organizations like an entrepreneur center or some of these, like, incubators and things, and there's a lot of venture capital money moving around, that kind of stuff. And you see people that put a smile on their face like, oh, this is great. We've got all these people we've hired and these teams and this and the other. And I'm like, I've never afforded myself, I guess, the luxury of that because, I mean, look. We've plunged toilets here. We've, you know, scrounged together nickels to try to figure something out. I mean, you know, like 
you you just it, it takes a lot of tenacity to get through it. Well, and you, and you you make a good point that there's a diff there's a very big difference between really the majority of startups and and really small business creation in the world and what when we when totally when you hear different. on TV or in the media about what a startup is, it is a venture funded you know generally well funded well capitalized. It doesn't yeah. mean I mean you're, burn, you're probably burning cash so you're running against the clock, but there's there's a lot of money there. The average startup business has none of that, right? It's the exact opposite. You yeah, don't have any money. Right, it's bootstrapped, right? Which those stories are way more plentiful, but not the only ones you ever hear about, frankly, are the ones that turn, you know, that become the Truett Cathy's for Chick-fil-A or whatever. You know, there are these yeah. incredible success stories, right? Whereas you don't hear about, it's hard, the, 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 there's this sort of gloss of, well, yeah, we struggled in the early days, but now it's, you know, it's all, you know, it's all, uh, you know, roses and you know, shits and giggles, it's all great. So it was definitely, there had been challenging times, but you know, I think we've, we've grown each time and, and we've learned lessons. And frankly, there were lessons we probably already knew and we just didn't apply at the time. But I mean, there's a, there's not a lot of new stuff uh, in, in those thinkings, but yeah, it's a, you know, once you hit, it is rewarding though to hit strides and to look back and think, I don't know how that came together. Because I mean, you know, we talk about planning all the time. Like, plan, my, my, one of my favorite quotes. I don't know who said this. I, the plan is invaluable, but the the, the plan itself, is, planning is invaluable, but the plan itself is useless. That's some iteration of that, but it, it is. I don't think we've ever stuck directly to the plan at a micro level. At a macro level, though, you can go back and look at the scribblings that Brian and I had from 2008, nine, somewhere that before we were even in business here. And if you look at who we are and what we do and how it's structured today, it's almost exactly like we had it set back then. Right. So we've, we've morphed and found our way through a pretty wandering path to get to where we're at, but it is indeed where we set out to go in the beginning. And like I said, I feel like we're just getting started. Um, the one, the, 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 I'll, I'll throw one other thing in there. The essence or the soul, as cheesy as that sounds, has been consistent the entire time. Our priorities, the culture, the idea, the vision of what we had has never you know wavered. It's always been you know steadfast, true, and that was. It was it was kind of funny when you, Brian and I would sit back and talk about the most important thing in this organization was the perspective of our our, our associates and the uh, the the culture or the soul of the entity, and it was just the two of us. Like I'm like, yeah, what do you think? What am I thinking? That's what we are. Like, but but some for some reason we're like, no, this is gonna be what we're doing, you know. So uh, we've always made that kind of a, a part of our ethos, and it, it's it's cool to see it when you're you know twenty thirty people. Yeah. Yeah. to see that really live out through everybody's it, own. It does. Interest. It brings up a, a question to me. When, when did, at what point did, did it feel real to you? Like from the get go? That's a great question. You're in, five, you know, what, what, what about and, you? and what that's you think, for, for both of you to answer separately. Yes. Yeah, so I'd say that, um, where it really got real for me was probably in 2018, um, we had moved, I believe we had moved into, I mean, it was real prior to that, but where it got, we started, got really big was in 18 and we had really started to become more more into being a VAR unintentionally it goes back to the, you know, those, those roots and just kind of going through different doors and we had to sit down, um, and make some tough decisions. And that was the first time we looked around and I felt like it was like, Hey man this isn't what we set out to be. 
Um, our revenues were really good, probably the strongest year, one of the strongest years of revenues oh, we, we had. Ink, we were in the ink two fifty. We were in the ink two fifty at that point for two years. Uh, so yeah, we were blowing up, but it wasn't what we set out to do. Yeah, it was the wrong stuff. And and thank God, you know, that we were able to re- kind of reset our direction back to what we had planned and what we had started. I think that was the biggest reset we ever had. Um, we didn't do things perfectly from that point. But we made some great strides and, you know, and got refocused on uh, the recurring revenue machine that we wanted to ultimately build. And, you know, move into 2019, you know, we had a couple of customers. We had a couple of customers, you know, uh, consolidate, merge. Um, Those were those are the guys that were were spending a lot of money on the value added reseller side of things. So that that was kind of one of those reinforcement uh, uh, times that was like, okay. Thank goodness we made because we we wouldn't have made the turn, and we certainly wouldn't have made the turn into 2020 with COVID and all the changes that took place there. I mean that to me, I go back to 18 and just having that. I just remember, I remember being in the office one day and thinking, you know, I was looking around, I was thinking, how the hell did we get in this place? Because I started thinking about the card table, and I was like, you know, I, there were people walking around that I almost felt felt like I didn't even know who they were, and I was like, what happened? Like, what has happened here? It was almost at that point. It really was. Um, you know, we put on a big boy britches. We got back to our core. We had, you know, hand, as you know, Brian, a, a handful of, uh, of of core based customers, and we just poured ourselves back into them and <laughs> said, "This is who we're supposed to be. This is the kind of stuff we're supposed to be doing." It was mainly the network functionalities, and uh, got back on track. And but that's that's when it felt like it almost felt like, you know, to a degree, it almost felt like a, l- a little bit like play until that point. And then that point it was like, okay, we're going to make this decision. We're going all in and we got to go grow this thing. Like we got, there's, we don't, we won't get a second chance behind, behind this piece. How about you, Cameron? Uh, mine are more weird ones. Like the, the first time we couldn't all fit in one car, I was like, okay, this is interesting. Or, you know, we go to a meeting and there's still people back at the office. Like, you know, th- those th- those are sort of the like, okay. And, you know, I always try to look through, this is maybe weird, but I, I try to look through scopes of responsibility. And when you look at, hey, when the people that work here have more kids than we have people here, like there's more mouths to feed than what we have employed in the office. I'm like, dude, we can't screw this up. Like, like there's people that are... De- I hope y'all don't think we don't think that you depend on this, but I'm like, it gets real, real when all of a sudden you're like, it's Wait scary a when you start thinking that way. Yeah, yeah you're like, sure. okay, one one bad move, and there's you know there's repercussions that 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 ripple out way beyond the people in these four walls, and so yeah. that I think that's when it starts to get real. Uh, I don't know, real scary or real, real, but either way. Um, but yeah, I, I would say that and uh, when we have big get-togethers, like a holiday party or something like that, and you look around, and you're like, Jesus! I, you know, you don't see everybody together at once very right. often. You know, they're all spread out, and you know, we do a lot of tele telecommuting, especially work now and, with hybrid. Yeah, with people yeah. in and out of I the mean, office all the time. You're over three states away, and you know, whatever. Actually, be one state. It's only one the way state it works, away, but, but you, you know, feels like it. It's 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 a long way. Knoxville's yeah. not part of Tennessee, is it? Like, it's, it tried uh, not to be. <laughs> yeah. The Christmas party this year was was one of those, and just even going back and reflecting on you know on twenty twenty one and the, seeing the additions and the promotions and the things that took place inside this inside the you know our four walls. It's like I remember the Christmas party thinking, "Wow, like we're in a way bigger room and we 
we have we filled this we thing up now too. Like yeah, this is this is incredible. It's yeah, I'd say that's there, there's there's strange moments where it hits you and you. Uh, I don't know that I typically look at that as like, oh, I'm proud. I usually look at that as like, oh my God, we got a lot to to, to worry about. <laughs> it's hard to spend too much time on yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but it's sure. rewarding. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a tremendous sense of responsibility at the same time. It's like, okay, we got to keep this thing going. There's yeah, people are enjoying sure. what they're doing and I'm enjoying being a part of it as well. Speaking of, um, for us to pay some bills, I've got a, uh, a partner of ours has been waiting on me for eight minutes. So, I'm going to let you two. Thanks for joining us, Brian Law. We appreciate it. I hope you get to feeling better. Thanks, B. We'll talk to you soon. See you guys. See you next Later. year. I mean, I think on that note, we can probably wrap it up. I think it's, you know, one of the things you realize about um, starting a business and running a business is it's a relentlessly forward-looking exercise, right? You yeah. don't generally spend a lot of time looking backwards for good reasons. I mean, not... You want to try to learn lessons. You want to try to, you know, you, you probably more, you pay more attention to your mistakes and the things you did wrong than the things you did right for obvious reasons too. try to get better. But I, it's, it's interesting to try to look back 10 years. Yeah. I realized when, when, when Emily asked us about this and, and listening to you guys talk, how, how much of it is sort of fuzzy, right? And that because you're so busy looking to the next thing forward. And so I think as we sit here in 2022, and you try to look forward, it's just as hard to look forward to say 10 years from now. I mean, who knows, right? Where, where we're going to be arbitrary goals that you throw out there that you feel real particular about how you're going to, what you're going to accomplish, but how you're going to do it. Anybody's guess. And I think I those mean, are mostly orientation paths, right? They give you they something are. to shoot for. Well They're not necessarily, I mean, it's kind of like your plans are useless planning is essential concept, yeah. right? Where it gives you a place to go, Was but it's not like driving. Plan. Correct me. It's not like driving to Knoxville where, you know, you know where you're going yeah, and it's not, there's one road. Yeah. you know, it, it's not the same for, for, you know, directing a business. I'll tell you something uh, that the biggest change though in this organization was when we started, we had no literally zero interest, almost defiant that we would ever do uh, end user support. And that's a huge part of our business today. Uh, and, it, and and that was one that reluctantly we went into at the suggestion of some of our clients. You know, right. Like, why don't you do this? We're like, because we don't want to. We, right. we, we want zero to do with this. And so, so that that's a huge pivot for us. That, you know, Brian alluded to this, the, the fact that you know, we were growing and it's very easy to get fixated on, you know, growth targets and all that sort of thing. You know, we were, like I said, Inc. 500, Inc. 250. I mean, we were, we were in the top of the top um, of the Inc. 1,000, 5,000, I can't remember. Sorry, I should know that. But the uh, um, point is, is, is we knew we wouldn't be able to retain that if we changed our business model and focused on the recurring revenue. Right, so, right. you know, it's like the publisher's clearinghouse coming to your door of like, it's $10 million or you can get a nickel a day for the rest of your life. And you're like, I'll take a nickel a day. Like you feel stupid doing it, but right, it right. was the right thing to do. We knew that. And so, you know, all that came together. Like I said, 2017, 18 was when we really had right. to uh, do this inflection point and kind of get back to our, what we intended with the addition of uh, the end user support. So, um, yeah, it's it's been a fun ride. Uh, I mean, I'm most thankful for the fact that, of, of the people that we have and the clients that we've gotten. You know, we've got great customers, uh, you know, phenomenal staff and, you know, birds of a feather like we were talking earlier. Yep. I mean, we, I feel like we keep attracting more people that, 
just fit that, that that are cut from the same cloth. And so hopefully there's a there's a supply chain of that out there in the world that we can continue to uh, you know take advantage of and and bring opportunity. So yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, with that. Um... You know, I've been here less than a year, but I've known you guys a long time and have worked with you, um, you know, feels with you guys as a event. I know it feels like forever. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but it's been it's been a joy to be here and I'm having a lot of fun and I'm excited to be part of the story uh, as we go forward. And I think you're right. I think really it comes down to I mean, all businesses are about execution at the end of the day. Right. Every now and then you come up with some kind of amazing idea that is so good that it sells itself and you don't have to do anything. That's a very, very rare thing. That's our business. That's not our business. Right. And so the only way you execute is to have good people. Mm. I mean, some of it's about process and some other thing, but ultimately it's about the butts in the seats. And that's the part that's exciting when you look around. And so, you know, as you look forward or as I look forward and think about 2022, 23, 24, you know, I'd like to see more of the same in those core, in those core years. Yep. What we actually do may change, right? Techn- I mean, look, we just we just went over a list of technology from ten years ago. Some of those things aren't important anymore, right? Or or even talked I don't about. Think any of them I mean, really? <laughs> we don't know. We might be in the flexible screen business as an example. <laughs> Who knows? You know, I don't think we are, yeah. but we might be. The, yeah. the guys that made flexible screens know. didn't know that they were in a business that wasn't going to be That's that right. important. Um, so, you know, you have to be able to be flexible too, not like a screen, but in terms of your strategy. So. I, I think that the the core fundamental components of this business 10 years ago were everybody's relevant as they are now, and that's, you know, know-how, give a shit, uh, you know, prioritization, execution, to your point, yeah. empathy, um, and, you know, and uh, understanding, really, you know, shutting up and listening and putting your putting your thinking cap on and bringing your best foot forward, you know, for the clients. And that, that has always worked. I don't can't imagine a day where that's not critical. So, um, with that, we'll lean into another ten years of doing the same thing. So, Amen, Amen, brother. On that, uh, we'll wrap it up. Thanks everybody for listening, and uh, have a great day. Cut the shit is brought to you by Plow Networks and is produced by Talia D. Domenico and Emily Starnes. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, we'd be most grateful if you would share it with others who you think might be interested in hearing a somewhat irreverent take on the arcane world of IT. If you aren't enjoying it, well, why are you listening? You can find links to this podcast on our website at plow.net, on our YouTube and Instagram feeds, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, LinkedIn, and probably a bunch of other places too. Or as my kids like to say, just Google that shit. You'll find it for sure. Take care and have a great day.